Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Aaron Klein. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And it's time, time to, to party. party. Hello, beloved listeners. This is your host in post, Ansel Birch, coming to tell you that this is a special bonus episode made from material that we thought was just not the best thing to start off the season with. Uh, as you can hear throughout this recording, there are dogs barking, airplanes flying over. This was the very first opportunity we had to try and record after the pandemic lockdowns, and we did it outside, fully masked, under a O'Hare-bound flyover. So you can hear some airplanes flying, uh, you can hear some dogs barking, you can hear all sorts of background noises that normally we would not want to be part of our recordings. We thank you for bearing with us in this special bonus episode, uh, because we think it's still a good conversation about a movie that is highly underrated. So, as a gentle reminder, we are not doctors, we don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. This was recorded on September 26th, 2020. Now, on with the show. Hey, welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Ben. What up? Oh, you know. Just podcasting. Just podcasting in the plague, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a lot later than we wanted to, but welcome hey, to yeah. Time to Party. Woo. I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Aaron Klein. Uh, we're big nerds. Well, yeah, we're big nerds. That's, uh, that's a good way to start, right? Yeah, I think that's the best way to start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, on this podcast, we are going to talk about time travel movies and talk about whether they hold up, how we feel about them, whether we've ever seen them before. Spoiler, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. <laughs> a lot of these movies. Uh, we also create a drinking and smoking game, and we also do a little bit of edutainment. Yeah, where, you, know, you might learn something. You might actually learn something, You're even if welcome. you don't want to. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast came about because Aaron and I have a mutual love of Back to the Future, but there are so many other time travel movies that we thought we'd uh, take a deep dive. Yeah, there's, I have a feeling a lot of them don't hold up, right. but I feel like a lot of them do. And yeah. so I'm like excited to see a lot of these. I personally do absolutely love Back to the Future. It's like one of my favorite pieces of media of all time. And so I feel very drawn to the idea of time travel and I love science fiction. So I'm excited to learn more about these. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. All right. Want to introduce our first pick? Sure. Yes. Let's dive right in. All right. So the... 2007 release from Disney Pictures, Meet the Robinsons, is our first pick. Uh, it's kind of an underrated Disney movie. I was right? kind of surprised, too. Yeah, I saw this in theaters with my sister when I was a kid and had not seen one second of it again until I rewatched it the other day and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it for a movie that I did not remember having seen before. Yes. <laughs> So the way that this is going to work, we're going to tell you what movie we're watching. We'll give you a drinking, smoking game that you can play along as you watch. And then uh, we encourage you to watch the movie and then join in on this discussion for the second half where we tell you our thoughts. And hopefully we don't spoil anything for you. Yeah. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. You can just listen to us talk about it. We encourage any and all listening to of our podcast. Yes, please. (laughs) And then after that, during the watching of the movie, we each pick something that we find interesting and want to know more about. And then in our third section is uh, our edutainment section, where we'll educate, entertain, edutain you. 
the first movie that we'll be talking about here on Time to Party is Meet the Robinsons from 2007. It's about uh, a young boy who travels to the future to find a family that he did not know. It's really charming. It's a really good movie. It holds up really well. I really enjoyed watching it for this. And honestly, I feel like I would have enjoyed watching this even if we weren't recording for something like I definitely recommend watching it. I streamed it on Amazon Prime that I rented it. Uh, I watched it on Disney Plus uh, and a big uh, plus (laughs) of this movie is that it's full of hope. Yeah. If there was any time where we needed hope, it's right now. Yeah, I agree. I I watched this and I got to the end and I was like, this seems like a very like prescient movie to be watching right now too. So I'm glad that we picked this one. Yeah. This is really good. So please watch along with us and play or don't play the game. Just watch the movie if you want. Yeah. So you can join us for our discussion next time. So, uh, Aaron, why don't we start with the smoking rule? Okay. Every time there's a pun about an invention or an incident... Like, not our crust, for example, when you spice them down with the peanut butter and jelly. Take a hit. There's so many puns. There are a lot. I said specifically about inventions or incidents related to inventions, okay. though. So the, that narrows it down a little bit. It does narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, my first drinking rule mm-hmm. could be your only drinking rule. Oh. Because if you do this, Great. you will be consistently drinking. Oh, so we're doing like a noises off style drinking. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't drinking while watching the movie, playing this game, because I would have been like hammered with this one rule. Yes. Drink every time you see a bowler hat. Oh, that's. At. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> at the one hour point, you just like steadily. Yeah, drink. like the whole movie becomes <laughs> bowler hats. Like that's the dystopian future is that they're surrounded by buildings of. <laughs> just get like 15 shot glasses just lay them out in front of you and be like here we go everybody it's time to party <laughs> that's what we're called and that's what we hey, mean it's the name of the show okay every time Goob looks like he's about to drop dead from the plague take a hit <laughs> <laughs> poor child poor Goob um, I really came around that Goob <laughs> Uh, next drinking rule. Drink every time you see a frog. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. There's that scene, um, is it every time you see an individual frog, or every time a frog is introduced into- Introduced. Okay. Yes. That sounds, uh, less like you're gonna die. Not okay. gonna lie, I picked this rule because the frogs are my favorite character. The frogs are great. I've forgotten how good the frogs were. It was like a specific piece of this movie I did not remember, so <laughs> that's, I'm glad that you thought to put one with them. They were such well-done characters. Yes. We'll talk about that in the next Anytime the coach asks a pertinent question during the science fair, take a hit. I was really surprised by how often he said things that I was like, oh, that's actually a good question. <laughs> um, coach. The next one is uh, a shot rule. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, it only happens once, but it's worth it. Okay. Take a shot when the T-Rex starts talking. Ooh, that's, I had a rule about the T-Rex as well. Ooh. I said to smoke a blunt when the tiny arms happen. Yeah, so <laughs> you gotta drink that and one, huh? smoke for mm. the T-Rex. Yeah, that was that was one of the moments where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie. <laughs> I remember that being such a big part of the viral marketing, too. So as soon as it happened, I was like, well, this obviously has to be something. What a bit. Uh, it was a great bit. It really is. And you, listener, will remember this bit when you watch Meet the Robinsons. 
Which is streaming on Disney Plus. That's true. You can also rent it through Prime, which is how I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have some more smoking and I have a couple of drinking rules, okay. actually. Okay, so take a shot of beer, specifically beer. Don't do a shot of hard liquor, otherwise you'll die. Take a shot of beer every time you meet a new family member. Oh. Pack and smoke an entire bowl when you figure out who Will's dad is. <laughs> Just find if you're playing with a bunch of people, because then it's people like, wait a minute. Ha-hoo-hoom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, take a hit every time Lewis fixes something, but it then explodes. That happens several oh, times. Oh, that was a drinking roll I almost put. Uh, you know, drink every time Lewis uh, like makes something explode. That was definitely going to be one of mine. But yes. I'm like, this happens a lot. It does happen a lot. That's why I said take a hit. Because I was like, yeah, you know, that's a... Uh, you can make that last for a little while. Another drinking rule. Finish your drink when Adam West says, big boy. Because <laughs> I laughed so hard I cried. <laughs> it was so good. Ugh, Adam West. It was so satisfying. <laughs> take a hit whenever the bowler hat guy does weird shit with his tongue. Also happens a lot. So much. Like a lot. It's super fucking weird. Finish your drink when you start to cry. Aww. And also take a shot whenever Tom Selleck is his dad. Yes. I'm just going to leave that as an open-ended rule that, you know, may or may not occur several times. <laughs> Use it to your own discretion, I guess. <laughs> is that one a spoiler? Is it technically? Well, I mean, they have to describe what he thinks of his dad. No, I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> one of the things that we do on the show is that while we're watching the movie, we pick something that we think is interesting or a piece of technology that we want to know more about or cultural moment that we're interested in and we do a little bit of a shallow dive we're not gonna say it's a deep dive because it's not let's not pretend like we're professors we're not we just want to we want to edutain you a little bit i'm no scientist oh god (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) i am the failed invention of lewis i am absolutely not the inventor (laughs) uh so we each pick a topic uh you want to go first you want me to go first uh sure i mean my thing is a little uh just a a, a tidbit. Okay, yeah. So, one of the coolest things in the world of Meet the Robinsons has to be the flying cars. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, good flying choice. cars are super cool. Super good choice. And apparently, in September, a company in Japan successfully tested a flying car that was manned by a person. What does that mean? So, this car, which is called the... Uh, SD03. Uh, looks like an escape pod, kind of? Uh, okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, it's small, but it has like propellers and it's, it's kind of cool looking. Guy Drive Inc. decided to take this over to the Toyota test field in August, actually. And with a pilot, they circled the field for four minutes. And that may sound like I mean, that's a little, awesome. but that's a lot for nothing. Exactly. Like. <laughs> for a piece of technology that doesn't actually exist, that's a whole lot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It doesn't look like a car at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it looks like a jet. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Like, if you're going to be traveling in the air, you would want something that's shaped more like a jet. Right. Than you would like a car. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we don't have flying DeLoreans yet. But I baby wish. steps. Yeah, baby steps. You know? Yeah. And this is a, a cool step in that direction. Yeah. Because, you know... Flying cars back in the 50s was, like, such a, a long way away. Yeah, that was, like, a thing that people imagined. And, like, this is what the future means, is that we're going to have flying cars. And, like, we can barely get it together to go back to the moon, like, yeah. let alone make it so that all of our cars are independently flying. Like, 
I also think it's interesting too that we, we as a country, one of the only places that still has all of our power lines above ground. And I think that is honestly what has really stopped us from investing in the technology for flying cars. Yeah. Like, if all of our stuff was buried underground, it would be so much easier for us to use like drones for delivery and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think people would have worked more on like even home versions of like jetpacks and stuff. But because we're constantly surrounded by all these power lines, it makes yep. it like, oh well, don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck everybody's power up. And also like, don't kill yourself by flying power lines. Right. I, like, I'm very interested to see as the technology increases and people actually do start to embrace the idea of like flying non, like commercially, but I mean like every day as like a normal part of everyday life, how that impacts what our power lines look like. Yeah. And traffic patterns, yeah. like places like L.A. Oh, would man. hugely benefit from flying cars. Give us the tubes like Meet the Robinsons. Oh, I want fucking travel tubes. Yeah, it's, it's such a good idea. It's definitely like a Futurama type yes. of a uh, mm-hmm. traveling tube. And the, I mean, I don't know how I feel being in that tube, like, but it's like a big water slide, right? Yeah, exactly. So, You're just like sucked down. Making your commute a lot more fun. Yeah, you go from, like, bubble to tube in this, which I liked a lot. I was like, I don't know how this works, but I'm interested, I guess. <laughs> and, like, the bubble pops, so it's not like yeah. it's a solid structure either. It's very interesting. That's well, what we need from our flying cars. Hyperloops, dude. Listen, nah. future, we live there already. Give us these things. Get your shit together. Get your shit together, future. We need this. Huh. If you had to convert any car other than a DeLorean into a flying car, what would you pick? Ooh, this is a stupid answer. The first thing that came to mind was a Plymouth Prowler. Really? <laughs> I don't know, because it looks like one of Batman's vehicles, and oh, okay, if it fair. flies, fair, like fair, fair. that just adds to it. That makes Practically, sense. I'd probably want my Nissan Rogue to fly, because like, it has enough space for all my shit. Right, yeah, you want something that's, like, big enough to carry stuff right. and, like, actually function as a car as opposed to, like, a bike. Yeah, like because... A, bu- a sky bike. Because this car from SkyDrive, like, doesn't have a trunk. It doesn't right, look exactly. like... Right, exactly. It's transportation. It's right. not actually, like, a car as we know it today. Yes. I've not really thought about that until right now, actually, about what that is going to... How it's going to change as we take to the skies. Maybe like, they should start making Mini Coopers fly you know like those things are surprisingly spacious they are very spacious i would absolutely agree with you on that one yeah and i'm sure the parking issues you know when they're not flying would be better than you know like a a, a navigator this is another thing where we need to follow japan's lead and just have those like parking structures with the elevators on them where yep. you just like shove a car into it and you're like well that's going 84 stories down into the ground see you tomorrow i guess like yeah that's what we need do more stuff underground. Oh my god, absolutely. Get that shit out of here. So, your... Yes. Edutainment. Let me edutain you. Okay, so, <laughs> there's a lot of things about this movie that I was really interested in. Um, I talked about this a little in our review section, but the idea of our vision for the future and how we get to what the future is supposed to be, I find very interesting. The idea that uh, technology can continue to exponentially grow by 50% every year. That's just been proven to not be true, but that's a lot of what the predictions of the future were based on, this idea that technology and human interest would remain at this like really high fever pitch all the time. And so it's interesting now to live inside of a time where that's just not the case. 
like both technology has slowed down and also it has slowed down because human interest has just been pushed elsewhere like we talked before in the review too about the idea of like capitalism is something that we as a society are very focused on and so anything outside of the idea of capitalism that fits into this like utopia idea is not taken as seriously anymore and i feel like especially like you can just look at the space race of the 60s and 70s to now and see like technology and the advancement and uh exponential growth of technology just is not viewed the same way anymore uh so i find that really interesting i didn't want to like go into a super deep dive about that that's part of like what i studied in school so i could like literally go on about it forever so <laughs> i just wanted to point out there are a couple of like really good books about this too um the the history of the future is a great book that does that breaks down like here's what we saw as the future in like the 50s and it's because of the way that housing changed and that's why we predicted that everyone would have houses like this or like we the the increase in the use of cars and driving in society is part of why they focused on the idea of flying cars because like oh this is what we're seeing as exponential growth of our time and this is what's important to us now as a society in our future in our heads as a collective we see the future as part of that and so i found that really interesting that the robinsons kind of like seem to really push in that direction too the other thing that i found really interesting and i did a little bit of a shallow dive on uh is skittery robots because <laughs> i love <laughs> doris and i love the way that doris like has these legs and like skitters about because i think that there are two really uh it's interesting that you get to see both ideas of robots like capital R robots as we as humans think of them uh, as both like the person and humanoid looking robot and also as this like skittery insect bug robot we as humans are like drawn to the idea of humanoid looking robots but are also very terrified by it yeah. but not in a way that we are terrified by robots that look like animals that we don't understand right. like bug robots freak people out in a way that is just like deep and in your blood like that thing shouldn't move like that and yeah. like that your brain just like picks up on a piece of that and it's a huge part of why we just like have not invested in insect like insect like robots like it's something that people fight because there's just this idea that robots mean people robots mean humanoids things that can do things in the way that we do them but like automation is happening robots already exist yep. like robots are going to take over a third of our jobs by like 2030 or whatever and a huge part of that is robots that are like weird skittery bug-like robots because all they do are arms like i need an arm to go over here and pick up this piece of this car and move it over here like that's a huge part of what's been happening with robots and one of the ones that i found really interesting is that the there are tiny little micro robots that are used that they put inside of your blood vessels that go inside and they clean your heart and the way that the robot arms work on these miniature robots is they're based off of cockroaches Ooh. and so they there's they specifically skitter up the sides of your like veins until so they clear things out technically it's not really that much faster than a catheter which is the way that they do this right now but like the idea that we built a robot that can get into yeah. your blood and like actively clean out your heart while there's blood in the way is amazing it's a thing that like if you had told someone 50 years ago that we could put a robot in your heart, they would have been like, get out of here with your devil talk. Like, it's something that seems so out of what we understand, but it's happening already. And yeah. so it's a huge part of where we're going. It's also a huge part of what's happening with space technology. Like, why would you make a robot that looks like a human and, like, flails its fucking metal arms around on a space station when you can get, like, a cockroach, stick it to the side of a hull, and have it walk across in a way that, like, actually makes a lot more sense? 
So that's a way that space technology is definitely moving, and I think we're going to see way more of as we move into the future, too. Robots are cool. Robots are so cool! Uh, I had so many random robot-related thoughts while you were talking. <laughs> uh, like, with the... <laughs> It could just be everything reminds you of this movie, but Wild Wild West. Oh my god, yes. And Skittery Robots. Yeah. Exactly. Dr. Loveless has that giant spider. Mm-hmm. Yep, actually, but they make so much sense. Like, you have so many legs, they can stabilize you, you and do things with the other legs that are functioning arms. Like, yeah. it's just, humans are not built to be, like, effective in high manufacturing environments. Like, we're just fucking not. Like, we shouldn't be doing yeah. that. It should be robots that are built like fucking crazy monster insects. Right. I mean, Dr. Octopus was right. Otto, Otto Octavius was a genius. Right, exactly. He just, you know, he got had a bad day. swept up in the dark side, I guess. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But as we know from Alfred Molina's portrayal of Doc Ock, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, you know? multifaceted. Exactly. Things happen. Perfect. Yeah. Peter Parker's a piece of shit. <laughs> he really is. I rewatched like, Spider Man 3 recently. And that is, like, such a great example of toxic positivity in that Peter doesn't pay attention to anything that Mary Jane says. He's just constantly like, you'll get better. You'll do great. You're doing fine. No, Peter, and your stupid dancey dance. All of this. Dancing. Finger guns. (laughs) And it's not cool finger guns like uh, Dalton Castle. No, he doesn't have, like, chaotic bisexual energy no. he just has like gross skeezy energy yeah. it's a very different type of finger gun let's not exactly. get it confused interesting thing about robots yes did you notice that the industries that you can have sex with these robots mm-hmm. are advancing at a much quicker rate absolutely that's what fucking happens with society and technology like look at what happened with our phones the second we realized we could watch porn on them the screens got fucking enormous yep. like that's Absolutely. It's, I mean, it makes sense also. Like, this is the thing that people have wanted forever. People want to buy sex. People want to have sex. We have all these fucking draconian laws about who can buy sex and who cannot buy sex. And, like, well, if you're white and rich, we can kind of do, like, wink, wink, look the other way. But, like, if you're anyone else, you get fucking thrown in jail or fined for it. And, God forbid, you be a sex worker who Ugh. is just meeting the demands that constantly exist. Yes. Like, I think it's great that, that, that it's advancing that. AI can, like, take over some of that, too. I think it'll bring the stigma down. Who the fuck knows? But, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me <laughs> that that's what's leading the industries in robots. For the record, sex work is real work. Oh, Just yeah. put it out there, listeners. Absolutely. Sex work is real work if you don't support it. Really, really re-examine why and what reasons you have for thinking that it's bad. Right. It's bullshit. <laughs> but some of these sex toys are just so... Dude, advanced robotics that's the yeah. whole deal you can like build whole fucking machines whole fucking machines yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth well that's been meet the robinsons hope you enjoyed it uh i've been ben silverio you can find me on the internet on instagram and twitter at the silverio 20 
I've been Aaron Klein. You can find me on Instagram at NYDEarnedNC. Thank you for joining us here for Time to Party. I'm your host and post, Ansel Birch, and the producer for this show at Indecisionist Productions. Thank you so much for an amazing season one of Time to Party. You can find me at Indecisionist on Twitter and The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art, and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. And if you want to join in the conversation, use the hashtag time two. That's the number two. Party. Recommend movies to us. Talk about the drinking game. Yeah. Wow. Let us know which rules you went and how drunk you get. Absolutely. And how high you get. Love it. We love to hear this stuff. Yes. So until next time. We're out of time. We're out of time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye